Welcome back to Class of 1965 Arena on the campus of Colgate University in Hamilton, New York, where Merrimack trails Colgate 2 to nothing at the end of the second period of play. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. The MacReport.com proprietor is in the house tonight, and he is our guest here for the second intermission. Mike McMahon, always good to see you, Mike. Uh, first of all, how was your drive out here? Uh, not bad. It's a little long, but it's relaxing when you're in there by yourself, so it's not, not terrible. Just sit in the car, put the radio on. <laughs> there's, there's worse ways to spend your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, two periods of play in the books now here in the Warriors season. Your thoughts through 40 minutes of play. You know, I feel like Merrimack has been in the opposite position here many times in the past where they're down 2 nothing in this game. Usually, you know, they're, the shoe's on the other foot. They're leading a game maybe where they're getting outplayed. Uh, Merrimack here, I mean, they're down 2 nothing, but they've doubled up Colgate in shots. They've had the puck in the offensive zone most of the time. Uh, a lot of Colgate's chances they get into the zone. It's a one-and-done type of thing. So uh, I, I think they're playing really well, which sounds weird to say when you're talking about a team that's trailing 2 nothing. But, you know, I feel like this is a, a situation where Merrimack is but on the opposite end of it a lot in the last couple of years where they've been leading a game at the end of two periods where they're getting outplayed and then we, we've seen in the third period the team that they're uh, that they're beating comes through and you know what finally breaks through and, and maybe gets a tie or gets a win so it feels like it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of whether or not they can they can execute and break through uh, one of the big questions this year certainly was going to be goaltending with Colin Delia turning pro over the summer Drew Vogler has played 40 minutes your thoughts on his play yeah I, I think he's a pretty good you know I mean both goals were real similar. Uh, shots that were blocked in front and, and one of their guys just got to the puck before a Merrimack player could get it to the boards or get it up ice. So neither one of them were really clean looks. I mean, both of them, I think, both came off blocked shots where a Colgate player got to the puck in front. So it's not like he was getting beat on clean shots at all. Um, yeah, you know, for the most part, he's looked good. And then on the power plays that Colgate had earlier in the first, and then a couple of times on rushes there in the second period where they did get clean looks, he was able to make the save and cover it up. I feel like tonight's been about bounces of the puck, at least so far. Go back yep. to that first period. Uh, the first Colgate goal came right after Jace Hennig almost had a goal. So his stick was lifted. Uh, and instead of being up one nothing, they're down one nothing. And then later on in the period, Sammy Tavernier, same thing. I don't know if he got a piece of it or not, but that bouncing puck yeah. uh, with the wide open net easily could have been a goal, too. Yeah, and I think Matt Tibbet had one similar to that in the first period, too. So, uh, yeah, you look at those those two plays in particular, the Hennig play uh, and, the, and the Tavernier play, and you could be talking about a tie game right now. And, and I think, you know, you, you you feel a lot different about this game if it's tied and you're doubling up a team in shots rather yeah. than being behind. But you know, really, I, I don't think they've played poorly. I think one of the things that that Mark Dennehy said this week was they want to play faster, especially in the middle of the rink, get the puck up faster, transition faster. They have done that. It's been a little sloppy at times, but uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of room in between the blue lines. Uh, but you know, I think they've done a good job of getting the puck in the zone, and you can't you can't be upset. I think if you're the coaching staff with what you've seen from them in the offensive zone, they, they've done everything but score. They've had the puck in the offensive zone for such long periods, uh, again, it, just, it feels like it's just they're waiting for that first one, and maybe that'll open the floodgates a little bit. Yeah, we wanted to use this as kind of a season preview sort of thing uh, and then see whether or not we, we continue it over to tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, uh, let's talk about expectations for this year. First of all, one thing, uh, we mentioned this before the game, so the uh, the hockey's coaches, no, not not that polls mean necessarily a lot, but uh, the hockey's coaches put them ninth out of the 11 teams, uh, only 11 this year with Notre Dame, of course, moving on to 
the Big Ten, but ninth out of 11. The Hockey East media had them seventh out of 11. Now, at least some of the media people that I heard from, uh, you know, certainly said, you know, the, the departure of Colin Delia would have, you know, if he had stayed, they would have had them higher. So, you know, you could have been looking at maybe sixth or fifth, perhaps in the media poll. I'm going to guess that the coaches probably to some extent felt the same way, but, uh, you know, that's the big question, I think, at this point, certainly, is is goaltending. We're not going to figure it out through 40 minutes or even tonight, but uh, with Vogler and certainly with the with the other two guys, Pentano and Halliday, how do you see it shaking out? I, I said when Delia signed, I think their goaltending will be good enough. You know, it, it certainly was a blow to lose Colin Delia. Delia, I think, would have been in the con- conversation for all league. Yeah. Uh, you know, he yeah, had not Hobie. Yeah, I mean, he had that type of year last year as a junior. So, uh, you know, he probably would have given you a 930 goaltending as far as the save percentage. I don't think you need that to be successful. It's going to require you that you score a little more goals. But uh, of the three guys they have here. I feel like one of them is going to emerge. You know, I don't feel like that this team's in a position where Northeastern was last year, where their offense was good and they just couldn't stop anybody. I mean, their team save percentage was under 900. I don't feel like that's what you get here with, with these three guys. I feel like whoever it is, we don't know who it is yet, but I think one of those three guys are going to emerge and give you goaltending that's good enough that combined with an offense that should be better, it needs to be better, uh, they can make some noise. I, I thought that ninth was low. Uh, I had them sixth in, on my ballot in the media poll. I think that's that's fair. Um, you know, the the ceiling though. I mean, the, the ceiling could be as high as as four if they put it all together. To me, the bigger question than goaltending all along was going to come down to whether or not they scored enough goals. And they were at about 2.4 last year. When they finished the season 6-1-3, and three, I think they were at 3.2. So I know we've heard we've heard Mark Dennehy talk about it in the past. Three's that magic number when it comes to goals. If you can average three per game, you're in pretty good shape. They went 6-1-3 and three down the stretch beating some pretty good teams, and they averaged just over three goals a game. So it seems like that's the magic number. It's just whether or not they can whether or not they can score enough, I think, has been the, the question for me, uh, even before Delia signed. Yeah, that's a good segue to talking about the offense there. And, and you know, chatting before the game with Mark Dennehy, uh, he mentioned the uh, first game, of course. Uh, they didn't have a Canadian exhibition game this year, so this is their first game. Uh, you know, he mentioned line combinations being one of those things. Uh, you know, they're going to look at these things. Uh, no goals on almost 30 shots through two periods of play. Uh, you know, is it a need to – will they – Take a look at line combos and maybe try to change things up a little. First of all, I'm going to say that I don't think that the lines you start the season with are going to be the lines you end the season with. Yeah, but the question right. is, based on you know, what we've seen tonight, you know, how do you, uh, uh, you know, your, your thoughts on what we've seen on lines and, and, and potential changes there? Yeah, I mean, I like the way that they have it set up. I mean, they've got the three lines that I think you could put out there and call your scoring lines, uh, and then you've got the Alfred Larson line with Babcock and Tibbet. Uh, they can still score. There's a lot of speed on that line, and Larson gives you some strength up the middle. But I think that's more of a defensive checking line for sure. And also, I think teams are going to have a hard time matching up against that type of checking line where you have someone who's as strong and big as Larson is in the middle with the two really fast guys on the outside. So I like the mix and match there. Um, Also, those three guys you can put in your penalty kill. I don't know if we'll see many changes tomorrow because you're looking at a team right now that is... Depending upon how the third period goes, on average anyway, looking at 40 or 45 shots on goal in this game. So uh, I don't know if the the offense is necessarily uh, 
been a problem here. That they've generated plenty of chances. To me, so far through 40 minutes, it's been more about execution. And I think a lack of execution in your first game is almost to be expected. Uh, the exhibition games last week, we heard some coaches talk about it. Uh, even some of the early season games that were regular season games last week, we heard coaches talk about it. There's going to be a little bit of a rust factor that you got to shake off. But uh, I think there's certain pairs that they like to keep together. Sini and Tavernier were together at the end of last year. Um, you know, they could, they, you could use tomorrow night as an opportunity to give some new guys a look. Um, but you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they came back with the same lineup either because I don't think they've played poorly. Yeah, he also, Mark Denny also sounded like, you know, the thought of, uh, you know, it's important to win games. The season is short. So I think, uh, I, I certainly think they're going to take every opportunity, every game to put out, you know, the lineup that they think they need that night, you know, to win a game. But the last question here before we let you go uh, on offense uh, on that question. I know you looked at some numbers. Uh, what, what were what was the shooting percentage last year and how did that compare to the average? Because I think it was below average, right? And, and we're seeing tonight, of course, certainly no goals on 29 shots. It was, yeah, and I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. I was looking at it earlier in the week, though. Uh, their shooting percentage was below the national average last year. It was just at about the national average, though, if you just pulled out those last 10 games of the regular season. So even when they went 6-1-3, and three, it wasn't like they were shooting 20%. You know, they were shooting around 10 or 11, uh, which wasn't... still an increase of, that's pretty, 7%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's a big increase, but it's not outrageous. You know, it wasn't like they were shooting 18% or something in those games, something that's unsustainable. Good offenses were shooting 10 or 11% last year, so I think that that's a realistic number. Yeah, I agree. That's a key. That's something that uh, has got to improve this year. You know, they they got to get more goals on the shots on goals. So we'll see what happens here in the third period, Mike. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. TheMacReport.com. You ready for the Tribune tonight, too? I am. All right, Eagle Tribune as well. Pick up a copy or go to EagleTribune.com. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Mike McMahon has been our guest here in the second intermission. Our score, Colgate 2, Merrimack nothing. Back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.